Chapter 19 A Significance Winter struck a heavy blow, blanketing Linus's hidden shadline keep of Rethnian in fluffy white. Fallow marveled at the glistening drifts that hugged the south walls of the courtyard. Starside got snow, but it usually turned to slush by day's end. Occasional storms left more, but nothing like this. Lop insisted on being carried after disappearing into the Sea of White, leaving only a furrow trace along the surface to mark her struggles. There was much less room in Fallow's pack for the cat. Linus had given them all a hefty load of provisions for the ridiculous bit of wandering ahead. Also added to Fallow's burden, warm weather gear. This was welcome indeed. Zirheen had not needed it, but the cloak now had a fur-lined coat on under his cloak. They all enjoyed fresh woolen socks and fur caps. Linus had offered a sewn sleeping sack, down-stuffed and lined with summer wool. He claimed it would keep them warm through the chillest night under the stars. The cloak had refused them, saying they were already too weighted down. Fallow expected they would regret that decision. At least he had Lop to snuggle with. He wondered if the cloak had ever snuggled with anything or anyone in his life. For all he knew, the man had been born wearing a black cloak and a permanent scowl. Linus stood on his balcony, waving down at his departing guests. Zirheen and Fallow waved back. The cloak was heading for the gate. The snow came to their knees. The cloak stopped and looked to Fallow. Well, kill be a merry maiden. You want me to lead this trez ramble? Listen and obey. But Fallow didn't need to listen. He'd realized that the map sketch held another detail that would be somewhat helpful, but not much more than that. The chalice was only upright when it stood over the eastern horizon. As it approached the western horizon, it appeared to be upside down. The sketch showed it to the left of the mountain peak, upright. The horns of the moon faced the mountain peak. Fallow knew that would narrow the time somewhat. He didn't know if it would help locate the mountain. But he did know who to ask. How far are we from Tierling? Neither of his companions showed shock or doubt at this question. The cloak looked into the middle distance, considering. But Zirheen answered first. A ten-day, if the weather is with us. We could take my boat down the Sagmarsh Wash to the Sorgeal Sea, hug the coast south to Tierling. Boating through the fen and then the open seas in a tippy bark raft, Fallow said with false cheer. Sounds terrible. What more sign do we need? Instead of finding humor in his sarcasm, the cloak merely nodded. Fallow patted the hilt of old Rusty. He had a mind to march into her enlightened's bedchamber and demand to know what in Kill's name she meant by saddling him with a shadline dagger. If it could make him silent like Black, or if the blade would burst into impressive flames like Toswin, then perhaps he'd overlook some of this discomfort. But Telt hadn't done anything except wrangle him into a cult that prized discomfort above all things. Zirheen led the way to where they'd pulled her boat ashore. It was mounded over with snow, and Fallow was tasked with clearing it. Lop peeped from Fallow's pack and watched him work through squinted eyes. 
We're going to see, Fallow sent. Fish! How are you going to catch them? Lop had no answer for that, but Fallow's stomach rumbled from a strong hunger sending. The cloak would have to allow Fallow to feed the cat in these conditions, but Lop would surely become accustomed to it, and when they got to Tearling, it would be another rude adjustment. When are we going home? Lop sent. An unusual question, and an unusual sentiment from the cat. I don't know. A long time from now. If ever, survival in the long term seemed doubtful. Why? Startle bonded with someone. I'm curious to find out what Startle's name is. And likely to see if Startle's human companion had any bits of food to offer. Why are you standing there, Shadline? The cloak barked. Fallow bent to work, scooping heaps of fluffy snow from the boat and thankful for the warm gloves Linus had given him. He hadn't thought of Startle since leaving Starside. The unbonded cat had only occasionally visited the warren. Listen and obey. The creed popped into his mind, reminding him to pay attention. He stopped his work again and turned to look east, toward Starside. He closed his eyes and dropped his thoughts. The air was cold and tasted of steel. The wind numbed his cheeks. The feeling was like a tingle on the nape of his neck, a hunch. It was like that earlier feeling of knowing that something lay ahead of him in the midst of the snowstorm. But at the same time, it was different. Fellow, the cloak cut off at a hiss from Zirheen. He's listening. I see. Fallow felt them pausing in their tasks, watching him. Startle had bonded someone. Why now? One thing was clear to Fallow. Having a bonded cat was rare, perhaps limited to those of Lop's litter. Kyla's sigh was more than a fate's piece. That was obvious to him. Henley, too. His young friend now a merculin and studying at the garden. So who was this mysterious new person being brought into their circle? Can you feel anything else about Startle's person? No, the bonding was loud, but now Startle is quiet. Fallow continued to listen. The hunch he'd felt was still there. He thought about Tearling. Yes, there it was. The pull to Tearling was much stronger. The starside feeling was not a command to come. Interesting, he said quietly, opening his eyes and looking to his companions. Lop just told me something. Her littermate has bonded a human in starside, and it feels significant, Zirheen said, nodding and coming to pat his arm. You learn quickly. Think of a significance as a fate's piece, but merely as a bit of knowledge. When you meet another Shadline, share it just as you would any other fate's piece. Not everyone is tolerant of cats. There was no way Fallow would divulge Startle's existence to someone who might harm him. No Shadline would harm a cat, the cloak said. There's no special love there, but it is only the way of Till who revile cats as doctrine. Now, get back to work. Fallow again bent to his task but hardly saw the snow before him, his thoughts drifting again to the fuzzy black and white cat in Starside. 
Would Kyla and Henley have felt it? He asked Lop. Yes, I felt when Huff left Henley and then came back. What? Why didn't you tell me about that? You were asleep, and you said never to wake you again unless your shirt was on fire. Why did Huff part with Henley? I don't know. But they are again bonded. Good. They got the boat into the water. The surface of the Sag Marsh Wash was skimmed with ice from the overnight chill. The boat's narrow prow broke through it easily. The current was with them, but the cloak made them paddle anyway. It was easy work compared to going the other way. It occurred to Fallow that neither of his companions had asked why they needed to go to Tierling. We must go to the observatory there. Zerheen turned and nodded. The cloak said nothing.